Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. For eight seasons, America has been watching him grind. Tonight, it all grinds to a halt. Stay tuned for a very special episode, The Grinder Series Finale. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me as always is the wonderful Karen Rendazzo. Do me a favor, do the math and come back to me with something that doesn't require math. And the amazing Chris Rendazzo. Miss Cancel Pants herself. <laughs> we here on this week's episode talk television. Uh, this week, Chris got to pick. He chose The Grinder, Season 1, Episode 10, The Oliphant in the Room. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Give us a suggestion on what show you want us to talk about. There's a lot of them out there. So, Chris, last week you had picked this and you, you I mean, you perfectly put it as the most perfectly titled episode ever that's really one of the best episode titles i think i've ever seen on a show and and it it like i forgot how much i liked this show like even just the layout of the show like the first i don't even i don't mm. even want to call it an interstitial but like the whole family sitting together watching the grinder oh, like i could every every time i could go through every episode and just watch that and get a laugh yeah um, every time they actually watch the grinder it's freaking hysterical but this one in particular just the whole meta conversation about being able to jump right into the show oh you don't have any you don't have any frame of reference <laughs> like pretty he wonderful is, uh, rob lowe is phenomenal in this show um a grown-up freaking fred savage perfect and like who is who is who's todd because he's like the unsung hero of this show. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is, but he's a workhorse. He, yeah, I've seen him around, but I couldn't. I can't place him. I mean, as <laughs> he just says things like when, like they throw the brick through his windshield, and he's like, "But if we have a mod, Todd, you can't have a model if you don't have the thing first. <laughs> oh, you're right. So, absolutely. I, th- I think we should back up a little Sorry. bit and give people some uh, some uh, background here because uh, this show, if you were looking for it, um, you may not have found it because it is every flavor of canceled, yeah. which which is a, a Greek tragedy. This is a um, comedy spoof about a law drama where uh, Dean Sanderson, played by Rob Lowe, plays a character on a law drama called uh, The Grinder. And because that's how he solves cases, he he grinds until he <laughs> solves the case. Uh, it's so ridiculous, and uh, he winds up like having I forget actually the actual premise of it, but he white he has like a a crisis, a, a not a midlife crisis, but just a a crisis of conscience. We'll call it a like he mental wanted out. conscience. <laughs> yeah, he wanted out, and uh, so he um he moves in with his brother, who is an actual lawyer 
to uh, like help out with the family law firm, uh, and he uses his television expertise to uh, help out with their real law cases. I mean, uh, eight seasons of a television show as being a lawyer should count for something. Hilarity ensues, (laughs) is basically what it all boils down to. Every character in this show, like their, their comedic timing is impeccable. Even like the kids... Like when the they're talking, the kids are like remarkably great for TV kids, right? Mm-hmm. Right? You know, like because usually like, like, TV but, kids can be annoying or unrealistic, but these kids are just like great. I also love how they're just they're they're like the realistic commentary on on things like whether or not, uh, well, they, whether, sort of. whether or not they could be uh, whatever their uh, dean's doing is believable or something. There and yeah, they're not actually realistic commentary. It's just the most realistic commentary outside of Stuart, the Fred Savage character, who's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, that's that's his get throughout the entirety of the show is how absurd of a life he is living now because of his brother. Yeah, he and his mostly his wife. Sometimes she gets sucked in, but they, they uh, they're the ones who look around and be like, no, no, this isn't right. <laughs> this, this isn't how reality should work. Um <laughs> I really enjoy the relationship between Stu and his wife as well. I think they're just, I don't know. I mean, they're they're in a crazy situation, but the two of them totally get each other. Like, you can totally see why they're married. Agreed. Just just the scene where she she snaps the picture of the the notes and she comes in and he's like, ooh, that is so underhanded. Like, Like, their interactions with each other are as if they're like a real husband and wife couple which mm-hmm. very rarely happens in a sitcom usually it's more over the top or, or ridiculous and they their relationship is probably the most realistic thing in the show yeah i find those two to be very very believable they're they're a team yes whereas many sitcom husbands and wives are you know adversaries yeah right Right. So um, the reason that the episode title is amazing is because on the show, after um, Rob Lowe's character has left the grinder, they uh, continue the show without him and his uh, his replacement on the show is Timothy Oliphant. Didn't they go like to New Orleans or something? Yeah. (laughs) The grinder New Orleans? (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, because they moved him, his character away. And so uh, what's this? It's supposed to be like his brother or something. Yeah. And so Timothy Oliphant is like moving in on his previous life and he's got these weird jealousy things, including Tim Oliphant is like all over this girl at his brother's law firm that he's all about. And uh, it's funny because Timothy Oliphant's playing himself, but this really insecure, super douchey version of himself. (laughs) Yeah, it's really, really funny. Uh, My favorite part of the episode is when... uh, Dean or Rob Lowe leans out of the car and he's like, I, I need to back up. And Ro- and and Oliphant's like, you need backup? Ba- back up? I'm, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. Like, no, no, I, I just need you to move. Like that Oliphant character came out of really nowhere and he fit in perfectly <laughs> in this absurd world. The um, agreed. The father figure. I don't know what his role is outside of being a cheerleader for Dean. Like he, it, each 
actor or actress is playing perfectly the part that they're supposed to be playing. Like none of them, there's nothing, there's no combativeness of, of like this guy's too big while this character is too small. Like even, like I said, the Todd character who is minute or should be gets a shit ton of laughs. Like he throws out, I'm going to say just about every time he talks, he's throwing out some sort of joke. And not yeah, he, intentionally, it seems. His character's very efficient because it's a, you get a lot of you, everything he says is funny, and he doesn't say very much. Yeah, he's he's not overused. It is a true shame that this show got canceled as quickly as it did. Like it is like was in its prime. Yeah, I mean, just it hit its stride in, in season one towards the end, and it's. Yeah, here's the thing. This this came off of a. Uh, I'm, I don't know if you guys remember us talking about this on the show I back do. when it aired, um, but the, the the thing was with the show is that um, it wasn't like it got bad ratings. It uh, by NBC standards, it did quite well for itself. But this show was on Fox, so that wasn't quite good enough for Fox to renew it for the price that it cost. Fox really likes to blow things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's an, it's unfortunate because I could only imagine where they could have taken these characters too. Because Rob Lowe isn't—I mean, he's overacting. Is really what he's doing. And oh, yeah. Rob Lowe is known for overacting, even when his character's not supposed to be overacting. Fred Savage came into his own because you know we haven't seen much of him since the Wonder Years. Like, he's done a couple of things here and there. He's actually been directing a lot of TV. I see his name pop up in credits every once in a while. I'm like, yeah, go Kevin Arnold. You get it. You get yours. I mean, as much as I, I, you know, I'm all for you go Kevin Arnold and the star of the Wonder Years, didn't it come out that he was a craphead too? I don't think so. Ooh, I don't no. remember that one, but... <laughs> a craphead. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recall that at all. But that would be a true. When true I was shame. looking for images for this, there was a there. Somebody made some allegations toward him on the set of the grinder. I don't know whatever came of it though. Hmm. I don't remember that, but that would make me annoyed. <laughs> the opening scene where where Dean is talking to that to the you know in the grinder episode, and he's doing that head hold. <laughs> that was so like it just went because you've seen that head hold. On TV show, on dramatic yes. TV shows, you've seen that before, but not last as long as they they made it last. Yeah, they in just, this they TV just show. took it to every <laughs> possible extreme, and it is hilarious. <laughs> now I'm, I'm curious as to what made you pick that. Like, there are a lot of good episodes of this show. It was the title, and really honestly, the t- this isn't this isn't even like looking back at it. I remember this show having funnier episodes than this, without a doubt, but. You know, I picked this episode solely because this was the most memorable title. I remembered loving this title so much, and then thinking, "Yeah, I should, I should, I should do this episode because it's hilarious." Yeah, as we're watching it, you know, it was funny, but I'm, I'm going. I was curious why you picked it too, because like I wasn't laughing like as much as I have laughed at the grinder, which is quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, I would say that their, um, their beginning of this episode was stronger than the back half, but uh. Still, it was um, not the strongest episode of the Grinder ever. It was just uh, just happened to be 
the title that stuck with me. What was what was good about this particular episode? It was very balanced with the funny. Like mm. everybody had, like I, yes, true. No, I was not laughing out loud, boisterously. But every time someone said, I got a number of really good chuckles. Like when the kids look at looking at his father, going, "No, nah, no, I don't buy that. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't." You see, like that's funny. You know, the Todd stuff. That stuff was funny. The father's reaction to the to the him trying to be all dramatic in the doorway as i just just cut like that stuff is funny and it was a real nice balance that nobody shined out over anybody else and that was what was good about this show everybody did their job well also not for nothing um this was not only not the best episode of the grinder but it wasn't even the best timothy oliphant episode of the grinder and i can't remember what else they were that was kind of the other half of it as i remembered associating the timothy oliphant subplots with you know this episode just because of the name and now Mm -hmm. you know going back and looking at it like oh this isn't one of the the better oliphant ones which is there's there was a lot of great timothy oliphant in this show so it is a solid is introduction if, to the show. If though. you haven't seen this show and this was your first taste of it, there's even better out there. Yeah, it's it's very very true, and it's a solid introduction. You, you know, you're not lost. You, I mean, you're immediately up to speed at the you know at the end of that beginning snippet. And that's what I love about those cold opens is they're they're always so meta that like as long as you're paying attention, you can you get the double meaning of what they're saying and, and you're right caught up. It's like <laughs> instead of a previously, basically. <laughs> so what, what he's a detective now? No, he's, he's a lawyer who detects things. Ah, <laughs> oh, great, great stuff. I'm glad I hadn't seen this in, in since probably we talked about it the first time I, I powered through the whole thing and it was nice to revisit because this is a, a really well done show, and it is truly a shame that it got canceled when it did. This could have been one of those saved shows back in the day, but it wasn't. So, yeah, All right. I just kind of missed that cutoff of being in that arena. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, after watching this episode, I did watch the next episode, and the next episode features his body double. Which is, I think it's Pedro. <laughs> I feel like it's Pedro from from Napoleon Dynamite, but that character, oof, that was funny. Everybody's reacted to him screaming because they think it's oh, funny, funny stuff. All right, well, Chris, thank you again. It it was great to revisit the uh, <laughs> the grinder, um, and I will probably do a rewatch. This is a, this is a quick watch too. It's only it's only what? yeah. Not a lot. One season. One season, 10 episodes. Half hour episodes. Yeah. Oh, I think there were 20. Oh, is it 20? 20 some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, 22 episodes. Yeah. So, not a huge investment in time, but well, well worth it. So, all right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, when we got, when we come back, we got some, uh, some news to talk about. Uh, stay tuned. We've got a double dose of horror for you this week. First, Ernie Rockleman goes on a deep dive to get to the heart of exactly why John Carpenter's Halloween not only holds up to this day, but is one of the most important horror movies ever made. Then, Rising from the Crypt returns with an episode about unfaithfulness, seduction, and how the undead can make all that stuff considerably worse, even if you're a young Terry Hatcher. 
Don't Miss Celebrating 40 Years of Halloween, located in the Think Tank, and Rising from the Crypt, The Thing from the Grave. The character Luke Cage has been around for a long time, and he's seen plenty of interesting iterations over the years. In light of a couple wildly different Cage-related releases, the boys at the Nonstop Comic Shop spent some time in Harlem, not literally, to discuss Gendy Tartakovsky's 70s period piece, Cage, featuring the tiara in all its glory, and the latest season of Netflix's Luke Cage show, featuring nary a tiara in sight, unless you include the homage in the flashbacks. Be sure to listen to Nonstop Comic Shop episode 27, The Power Man Puff Girls. Dan Ryan's on summer vacation, and with his free time comes his weekly Kung Fu movie review series, Kung Fu Fridays. For its third year, though, he's decided to do something a little different. This time around, he's taking a page out of his Bits and Brews playbook and pairing Kung Fu movies with video games. The first entry lands this Friday, pairing a Stephen Chow retelling of a classic Chinese tale with an NES game about a kabuki kabuki actor who was sucked into a computer. Find out which one of these is truly weirder in Kung Fu Fridays, Kabuki Quantum Fighter and Journey to the West, Conquering the Demons. You could catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for taking paying attention to our commercials. So uh, let's dive into some news. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con was this week, so there is a bunch of comic-related news out there and CW a plenty. So let's, let's first up, let's get right into it. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter brings us Batwoman TV series in the works at the CW. So apparently, Greg Berlanti just can't stop making television shows. I mean, like, was it this article or was it another one about his overall deal? Like Berlin, I mean, fresh off renewing his deal. Yeah, he has a 400. Okay. Fresh off renewing his overall deal with Warner Brothers TV in a $400 million four-year extension. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a lot of money. Anywho. I mean, the guy's got half the network programming in his pocket, so. He does. 14 <laughs> scripted TV series to his name. Like that's a hell of a list. That's a lot, that's a lot of nuts. Uh, that's a lot of nuts. Um, but this one in particular, uh, they're bringing uh, Batwoman to the CW. Katie Kane, which is interesting. Um, so this is a real character, correct? Yes. Uh, All right. Katie Kane is a real character. She is Batwoman. Uh, she was a rough and gruff kind of no shit type of woman uh she was a lesbian which was also part of her character um fiery redhead very pale she's always been like visually always pale which was weird because she wears a lot of black um but they're they're getting the production together for for her show because apparently she's supposed to start uh i think in the in, in arrow think she's gonna have her first appearance in arrow but i'm i'm okay with this i just don't know how much further they can go without actually saying bringing in batman yeah i'm kind of curious how batwoman is going to exist in this world without batman because like batman exists in this world why haven't we heard from him yet right right because batwoman is a direct like she came about because like the character came about because of batman and I don't. I don't know yeah, how I much mean, further they can even, go. They've even 
teased the existence of Bruce Wayne on Arrow. So they did, and the, you know, the Gotham exists and all of that stuff. They have said that, but it's just I don't know. I don't know how much because it's walking the line between cute and annoying. It is. It is quite. But um, I guess there's. It's in the next article, which we'll go to right now from TV Line because it is also about Batwoman. They put out a casting call um, for a lesbian actress to play the LGBT hero. Um, So they put out the casting call because it's supposed to be for the Arrow appearance and then tie into her own show. Another offshoot. Um, Which is good if they're going to have a, you know character from a marginalized group they should have it played by an actor of that group okay i'm what i'm curious as to why the marginality of the character is more important than the acting chops well uh, there's plenty i'm sure there's plenty of talented uh, gay female actors out there true i don't think it's more important well they, but, they uh, literally cut out they 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 in the title seeks lesbian actress yeah. so that takes a huge portion of actresses out yeah unless they lie of about it out there. well there's plenty of roles out there for straight women okay but there's all the straight a straight woman can be played by a lesbian <laughs> that's true and a lesbian can be played why by can't a it just woman? be woman well, probably uh, to lend credibility to the character itself. I mean, you can't really beat the life experience of, you know, an actual lesbian playing a lesbian. Okay. I, I just, I, yeah, I, I mean, I understand representation and I, and I, and I, und- I, I, I get it. I, I just truly believe no matter what the person's sexual connotations are, it should be about who's the best performance, who does the job the best. I mean, no. I'm not going to disagree with you entirely on that point, but I also... I mean, like, this whole article makes it... What's vi- the... What, what What is the problem with that? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I just... I don't know that I see the, the issue with... Uh, it just seems to make a lot of sense. Like, if you're going to have... You know, this isn't like casting Daredevil. Like, you're not trying to cast a blind person who has supersonic sonar or anything like that. You're casting a type of person that exists and when you're when it's harder i guess sometimes to for people with for for actual lesbians to find work and then you have straight women being cast as lesbians you can see how that's problematic so why not try to find the best person you can but also seek out somebody who also has that life experience my my worry is is that the 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 female group in its entirety has already been marginalized in the acting world like there are more good roles for men than there are for women then you take this and you cut you i mean i'm not going to say it's 50 50 but whatever the population of females is that is lesbian you just cut that whole chunk out and made it harder yet again for women like I don't understand why that why that's important. 
give the role to a woman who is who does the job well then a then a female has the job i'm not saying give it to a guy well, i should hope not <laughs> like <laughs> i i just, like yeah but but then you've got you know you're you're I see what you're saying. It's most important to have a woman have the job, but if you can also represent what you're trying to portray, then you know you it's it's yeah it's like uh, all right. So I'm reading like, this the second article, and it lists off a number of characters and actors and actresses, and maybe it's just me, but I don't I I don't care what their sexuality is. I care if they do a good job on the screen by the character that they are playing. Like, if the guy who plays Curtis is gay, fantastic. If he's not, okay. Doesn't matter to me. He's doing a good job as Curtis. Well, I don't think that they're going to cast sexuality over talent. Yeah, I think Like, that, I don't I, think I, they're going to go out and get a lesbian who sucks at acting. Like, I just don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. <laughs> I just looked at the title. We couldn't find any good lesbian actresses. <laughs> I just looked at the title and said, I, w- I wish, did they actually put out the c- casting call? Because they do that every once in a while. No. Because we, you know, we also have another story on here where a, a trans woman is uh, mm-hmm. uh, playing a character. Yes. I'm, I mean, it does, does, it not, does it not strike you as odd uh, to give that kind of a role to somebody who is not that kind of a person i mean i, I know don't, acting I don't, is honest acting, to god but... when i saw i saw that i don't know the character that she's playing i like hold on i'm scrolling and i'm gonna look transgender superhero season four so okay <laughs> the, the character that's coming into that role or the, the no excuse me the character that's coming into that show is unknown to me I, I guess mm-hmm. so it doesn't it if the woman does a good job or the trans the transgendered woman does a good job at, as an actress i don't care what her transgenderness is i think that she's a good actress doesn't matter what she was or what she is going to be or what she's in the process of like she's a good actress she's doing a good job kudos but if they're they're doing these things because of transgenderness or lesbianism or like just so they could say, hey, look, look at our cast. We have all of these boxes checked like that's that's not right. Well, I don't think that's what any of these shows are doing. I think they are uh, finally opening up to tell stories of the kind of characters that haven't had their stories told before. And they want to service that community further by casting people that belong to it rather than having those characters played by people who don't belong to that community it's not necessarily about the fans and what they want it's more or you know it's more about what what's the right thing to do i think and not only that it's i mean let's look at it from a completely greedy perspective you know um now this is this is not something that you have to this isn't something that this this actor or actress needs to learn how to do now like this is just no this is this is the type of person that this person is they're not you know learning how to do this learning how to you know studying what it's like to be a you know a homosexual or a transgender or whatever it's just about 
You know what I mean? Like it's it's like um, I understand what I understand I what you're yeah, saying. It's 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 you're, like I feel casting like you're na- a white guy as a black guy kind of a thing. Yeah, you know? you're naturally gonna get a better performance out of someone who's had that life experience than someone who's not. Okay. So keep an eye out for that. She's uh, supposed to be showing up in Arrow, and then, like I said. Showing up in her own show on the CW. Um, let's move on to the next DC thing. Um, so, this is a, a, a trailer. Um, is, the, is this just a just straight link to YouTube? Yeah, it's a, a link to a Facebook page, which is what I thought. But um, I'll see if I can find an actual. So it's not part of the the their Facebook page. The trailer for Titans that came out this weekend uh this past weekend um my only concern is it for its dc direct stuff that streaming service because i think the show looks looks good i think they're, they're doing a, a take on it looks interesting very dark <laughs> i vehemently disagree i mean it's not fucking riverdale like, no, no, no! It's not Riverdale. That is true. <laughs> like, I guess my bar is much lower than yours. <laughs> I just looked at this trailer and saw, "Oh my God! Please look at how edgy I am! <laughs> look, he said, fuk Batman! Please, please, please! We're so edgy! We're so cool!" That and- was all I heard the entire trailer. Besides, "fuck Batman," I couldn't tell you a single other word <laughs> that was said in that trailer. Besides, please. Please look at how edgy I am. We you saw Batman. You didn't like Batman v Superman because it wasn't edgy enough, right? That's what it was. So we're gonna be even edgier. Yeah. When you posted this trailer, um, the first my first reaction even before it was over, I I said, "Did he just say fuck Batman?" And then immediately after I typed that comment and posted it. I got so mad at myself because I reacted to it, and that's exactly what they wanted me to do. Yes. I, I don't I know. I think this I, looks awful. <laughs> uh, and I, 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 I'm not just saying that because of the you know please, edgy edginess. I just think it doesn't look good. I, I don't see this does not look like entertainment to me. What I'm looking at is the characters that they're 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 choosing to to pay attention to, especially in this trailer. Like, I'm interested to see what they do with the Raven character. She is one of the darkest, broodiest characters in the DC universe. That's and that's saying something. That's saying a lot. Um, so, I it's not Nightwing became Nightwing because of his wanting to be adult, wanting to be out from under Batman's shadow. <coughs> so I get it. Wants to be grown up. It's the, yeah, but you know that's a very un-Dick Grayson thing to say. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it's a very Jason Todd thing to say. It's true. <laughs> true. But like Dick Grayson is like, I mean. He's super optimism dude, you know? It's, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the, I don't know. This just looks like, this just looks okay. dumb. I mean, you and don't then, like then it. you're going to, then you're going to, you're going to sprinkle Beast Boy on top of this. So you're going to be like uber edgy and gritty and murdery because he wasn't just saying fuck Batman. He then opened fire and murdered like 15 people <laughs> and then Dove murdered some people cut off like some dude's legs or that something. was surprising if to me I that hawk and dove showed up she's a pacifist right i'm pretty sure <laughs> One Dove's a pacifist. um no i think that was the male version 
the male. All right, like there was, fair enough. There was a male, and a, two males, and then there was a male and a female version. And I think the female version was a badass, if I'm not mistaken. Like she was the rough one of the group. I don't know. It's Hawk and fucking Dove. I don't know why. I yeah, give a I shit. Don't, don't really know why that's a. Anything <laughs> why the that's hell in are there. they in there? But, I mean, really, like just flat out murdered all those dudes, and that's kind of like rule number one. <laughs> like, yes, no murder everybody until they're Grayson, dead. Got it. <laughs> No matter how much Dick Grayson hated Batman, he was, even if he said fuck Batman, he's never just going to open fire on all those dudes just for shits and giggles. You know, <laughs> that was just so I, I'm, weird. I'm, and so you've got this crazy greediness and then you've got Beast Boy who looks like a character on um the, the what is it? The Inhumans show. Like he just looks <laughs> terrible. He's because he's inherently goofy. He's got this green skin and the silly teeth. And it's like, Wow. They just like, all right, so you've got all these reinvented, reinvented reinvented characters, including Starfire, which looks terrible. Yes, she looks better than she did when um, we saw the, the picture of her yeah. with no post-production, but she still looks pretty awful. And then you've got Beast Boy that they didn't reinvent at all. They're just like, comic books to the screen. I don't care how goofy it is. <laughs> and how much you want to bet he's going to be out there like eating cats or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I hated everything about this trailer. Okay. But it's all okay because then a better trailer came along after it. There you go. I, uh, and before we get to that trailer, I, a guy I know um, works for, I think it's Sci-Fi Wire, uh, and he was at Comic-Con, and he, he was interviewing. Um, I'm screwing this up, and I can't get to my Twitter to get my facts straight, but he was interviewing a guy who's playing Batman in a different property somewhere and he was like oh hey did you see this trailer uh that guy said fuck batman what do you have to say about it and the guy he was interviewing was like first of all screw you too buddy and second of all respect your elders (laughs) and he said the actor said that it was funny to say that because he's actually younger than the guy who's playing Uh, (laughs) nice it's nightwing that said that so thought that was a funny little exchange and if i can find it i'll send you the link to that little and if you, if you send it to me, I will absolutely post it up. All right, let's let's move on to the next one from The Verge. Um, so apparently, Star Wars is a thing. Okay, I know I'm <laughs> breaking I'm breaking down wow. walls here. Way I know with, with, with my with my leap last week of Netflix being a thing. Now I'm going out on a limb. Um, so apparently, Disney is bringing back Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Chris, how do you feel? Well, I, I I see that you didn't even post this one, but I didn't watch the trailer because it wouldn't it won't mean anything to me. So uh, okay, I'm curious right. as to how um, it, it affected you, the fan. I believe there is a some something of a misunderstanding here. Um, when Clone Wars, all right, so the whole Disney Star Wars buyout yeah. thing uh, kind of cut Clone Wars short. Uh huh. Uh, so they they recorded audio for the rest of the series, but they never got around to animating it. Okay, and uh, because the last you know, that last season was released as a Netflix exclusive, which wasn't you know Disney XD, which is where Star Wars Rebels came from. So it was kind of like a spectacular Spider-Man situation. Okay, you know where the whole Sony buyout thing happened, and it wound up costing people the end of a show. But uh, it was, you know, much lesser because it's still Star Wars and Disney still owns it. They just wanted to do their own thing. Right. So what they're doing is they're just animating the rest of the episodes of that show. 
Okay. So they're they're wait. like they're new episodes, but they're not. Wait, they're reanimating them? Like were they animated already? No, they're animated. They were never animated to, At all. to begin with. Got it. Okay. They wrote the scripts, they recorded the audio, but they never animated them. Gotcha. That's the most expensive part of doing these shows. Yes. If I, if so it's, it's me right. Okay. So they has has the recorded audio hit like the airwaves somewhere? Like, have you heard? I them? believe so. Okay, I haven't because I mean, I just didn't want to do that. Okay. I've never even watched the, uh, the the Invader Sim ones either. Okay, like it's just not my thing. So it'll return with a new season of twelve additional episodes. So yeah, and I, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure that there aren't any new things added in here. Okay, because I don't know if those uh, re- already recorded things have a finite conclusion mm-hmm. but uh at the very least it's just really cool to see this this happen and i kind of wish it would happen to invaders in too so another issue is that it's going to the disney direct to consumer streaming service i don't like Ooh. that they keep calling it that because they're trying to make it seem like yeah, they're doing us a favor guys. like no 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 we're taking disney and bringing it right to you no, no. Could you not? No. Just leave it on Netflix. It's, <laughs> well, it's cool. Because you know what, guys? We it's already ar- have it. it. Yeah, it's already to us. It's here. Yeah. We have it. So You're actually taking it away from some of us. Yeah. And putting it under another paywall. So stop it. Um, But there you go. I guess you'll see them eventually, Chris. I, I promise. Um, yeah, I have no doubt that I will I will see them, but I, I'm not even a hundred percent sure I have finished the series proper. So really interesting, interesting. I can't remember if I watched the end of it. I know I got really far into it, and it was really really good towards the. No, I did, I did. I remember. I definitely watched it on the uh, on the old Netflix, uh, the old net and chill. All right, so they they talked twelve episodes, twelve additional episodes. Disney directed consumer streaming. Uh, it's going to launch sometime next year. Uh, and it says, well, they're doing another live action Star Wars show written by John Favreau, which is, I don't know, every time I hear that, I think the Christmas special for some reason. But that's just my experience. I'm not, I don't have the deepest history with Star Wars. So once we get more information, we will pass that along as well. We will pass the savings on to you. Karen? Yes. Okay. Just, just <laughs> There it is. This one from an actual website, tvline.com. <laughs> Doctor Who unveils new fun trailer um, with Jodie Whittaker-led season 11. I watched yes. it. I enjoyed it. Karen, what did you the think? The only thing better than fun is new fun. This is true. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, I'm very, very, very excited uh, I I was always on board for Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, mm-hmm. um, but I was never like, oh my God, I love her. This is going to be amazing. I was just like, all right, this will be cool. Let's see what this happens. Now I'm like, oh 40 seconds of this trailer, like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm freaking out. I love it. I love her. I want all the merch. Give I love me now. her accent. I don't know why. Uh, it's, it's a it's great. You don't you don't hear a lot of that kind of British accent. It's a Yorkshire accent, and you don't hear a lot of it. It's co- like awesome. It, it's good. It looks. It's, it, it's great. 
I hope that they didn't just splice all the fun parts together for this trailer. Oh God, no! <laughs> I hope it. It's still. I. I wanted to have that feeling of the, of the Doctor Who's that I remember. Um, so it looks like it. It looks good. It looks like they're doing a good job with it. So. I spent a lot of time online on Thursday. Was it Thursday? Or was it Friday? Whatever day the um, their panel was, mm-hmm. just like clicking refresh learning fun new things the seat the uh the art for this season that's come out has looked really cool they showed off the new sonic um uh, at the, the new screwdriver uh, yeah oh well yes it's not, they sh- is it a screwdriver or is it not, I- it is a screwdriver okay. um they showed that off at the uh panel and of course the internet's going to be a complete fucking dick and oh it's just stupid it looks like a, oh it's uh it looks like a vibrator yeah guess what they all look like vibrators. <laughs> they what the all... fuck? You're going to point it out just because she's a woman now? Like, <laughs> they, fuck you. They all had a vibrator-esque quality to them. Yes. It's a it's a, it's a a handheld tool that's like, you know. It is very <laughs> vaguely phallic. phallic shaped. It's a phallic design. Give me, give, just that's, I mean, so is Make a regular Make it a pair of pliers. I don't know. Get off my back. Um, they also, you know, teased a little few like tidbits there will be no daleks this season which i'm actually glad about i'm always happy to hear that because you don't want the daleks to get overused and lose their like terror side note before you move on to your next i watched uh, lego batman last night for some strange reason (laughs) and all the villains get together and he introduces Mm -hmm. them is like and the evil british things (laughs) yes they they didn't name them but they they, whatever (laughs) it was funny um all the episodes will be standalone in this new coming series. Uh, there will be no two-parters, which it was a big complaint in some recent seasons. Really? That there were too many two-parters and people got annoyed. Okay. Uh, it didn't bother me, but um, I'm hap- I'm just as just as happy to see uh, to see standalone episodes. The main thing that they wanted to people to come away with knowing is that it's going to be a lot of um, they're they're not going to be super stuck in old stuff. They're going to try and do a lot of new things and bring uh, make it accessible to new fans, mm-hmm. which I'm sure there will be millions of mm-hmm. thanks to the first woman doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to a, f- a friend of mine, a fellow Whovian, who seemed kind of apprehensive about that because she didn't want the show to change too much, mm-hmm. you know, to be unrecognizable. And I get that, but I think that they have the capacity to strike a balance between, like, keeping it still the same show that it is, but appealing to new viewers in a way that they're going to need to do. So, because if you bring in like a bunch of new fans to a show that's over fifty years old, and you just say, "Oh, well, just keep up," mm-hmm. like yeah, that's it's that's tough. not going to be great. That, yeah. So, anywho, it looked like a lot of fun. I'm excited. I probably will. Actually I'm excited too. I ordered to myself a uh, a Thirteenth Doctor T-shirt immediately after immediately. having seen the panel. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I never like geek out and buy merch like right. just on the spur of the moment like that. But I was like, I need to have this right now. <laughs> so I have it. This must be a thing. All right. Uh, next up, another YouTube trailer. Uh, the Dragon Prince. It's a teaser. Um, <sighs> Was it last week we brought this up? When did we bring this up? It was, it was very last, recently. It was la- if I'm not mistaken, it was last week. So I'm shocked that we got uh, uh, this quickly. 
but I'm happy. Well, I mean, it was released ahead of Comic-Con where they were going to be showing off the trailer. Yeah. Uh, the only gripe I have about this is there's something really wrong with the animation. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you know, like the, the style the f- or the, the flow no, of the it? the frame rate. It's like there's something really weird. I, I saw another a bunch of other people talking about it, too. There's just something weird about the frame rate. It's, you know, everything in the background is animating really well, but the hand-drawn animation is running at, like three frames per second or something it's really really choppy which i mean yeah i'm sure they'll fix that by the time it actually lands on netflix well, but it, it is very reminiscent of you know uh, airbender like that style well yeah no absolutely but it's way way worse than avatar right no no but even like avatar smoothed out like i i'm very confident that like this is just teaser footage It'll it'll I yeah. Mean, they be rushed it. They rushed to put this trailer together. I don't clearly, think that so. they're going to let them put this on the air looking like that. Is what I'm probably saying. Probably not. But story wise, <laughs> like yeah, story wise, content wise, I mean, I kind of intentionally didn't pay a lot of attention. Okay. Because um, you don't want I don't to. Care. <laughs> you don't care. You're no, you're just I'm, immediately I'm, sold. I'm, yeah, it's like it's, it's like seeing the new Star Wars movie trailer. Like, eh. yeah, episode nine. Oh, what am I gonna not see it? <laughs> <laughs> Avatar is Avatar: The Last Airbender is one of my favorite TV shows ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm watching this show. I don't really care. I saw the trailer. It looked neat. Seemed to have a little bit piece of humor in it. Some good looking action. A nice little world. Sold. Just clean up that animation because that's weird. It will. It will. It's also a, an online trailer, and so. It, it it I'm very confident that it'll be cleaned up. Um, you also posted up this next one, which didn't expand, and I caught it. Kind of surprised that you posted it, Chris. Just because there is a kind of an interesting story that led me to it, okay. and I know that you were a fan. I, I You know what? I enjoyed it. I did not watch any more of it. Huh. Oddly. I enjoyed the episode that we watched, and... I enjoyed this trailer as well. <laughs> what is the story? Oh, it, by the way, it is the trailer for the new season of The Orville, which it looks... The story here is that um, this trailer, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 creative, the creative team behind The Orville felt that Fox did a really bad job of showing off what this show actually is. And um, which I guess uh, if, if it, the show actually is what this trailer is, which is... A serious, a relatively serious space drama, but with some good comedy thrown in, or just some comedy thrown in. I'm not sure that I'm willing to go as far as to say good yet, but um, then I probably would have gone into this show with a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so this trailer, I thought, you know, when I watched it, because I, I that was how I found it, it was like uh, out, out of this interview talking about how um this this is this more reflects the show that they want to be making right and so i watched this trailer and said all right if this is the show you're making i don't know that i'm giving it another chance but i don't i'm not angry about it anymore you're not begrudging but you know that wasn't the show that we watched the show that we watched had just really dumb bad jokes in it and that but that was also the pilot it was also the pilot So, so i will you know cut it some slack but it you know it's it's hard to look at something like this and be it's it's a Seth MacFarlane thing and I don't I have a hard time seeing him dramatically. Right. So and this this trailer like I was watching it and it was quite long for some reason and then yeah, um, like 3 minutes or something. Someone oh, Ange came over and started like she started watching it halfway through and it was 
very dramatic. I was like, yeah. wow, this is and then more drama than jokes way more i mean the first and the, the first minute the jokes of it didn't make me want to die right first minute of it you know, they, they peppered was, there, him in a little bit more but leaving the toilet seat up jokes there the, the jokes did not seem excruciatingly lazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah we were both yeah quite I surprised that we hadn't sure, watched like, it yet <laughs> i was not sure that this was the same show because like i'm watching this this trailer for the new season and I wasn't, I wouldn't say like, I'm excited by it, or I thought it looked real good, or I was interested in watching it, but it didn't suck. No. And I thought that show sucked. Yeah. And, I, and maybe, maybe we're, like, as I only watched the, the, the pilot as well, and I liked it, but I can understand your problems with it. Like, I get it. Maybe it, it found its footing. Maybe it was just, uh, what, what is it, pilotitis? Like, Pilot's disease, you know, yeah. Who knows? Uh, and also, I think there's a certain degree of Fox Strikes Again. Fox is really good at fucking up TV shows, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, if this is, if they're trying to tell us that this is the kind of show that they wanted to make, then, I mean, I kind of I have to wonder how much of the things that we didn't like about the pilot episode were things that weren't you know, intended that were things that were you know, network the network notes. required, you know? Yep. Right. And um, I don't know again, a single person that watched this show. I've never had a conversation about this show outside of the one I had with you two. <laughs> and yet it got renewed like almost immediately. Yeah. 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 There's definitely a vocal fan base for this show. Uh, it's it, not only is Fox real good at fucking up TV shows, but it's real good at fucking up space TV shows. <laughs> Yeah. Very specifically, it's, like, it's, it's it's got a history. <laughs> Fox hates space. <laughs> there it is. Writing that down. Fox hates space. All right. Um. Next up, <laughs> this one was just fun for me. Uh, I appreciate you posting it, Chris. Uh, it is the Invader Zim. Enter the Florpus. The Florpus. Okay. It's the exclusive teaser. Um. The most epic music I've ever heard in a trailer. <laughs> I mean, it's basically an extended version to uh, uh, the of the the main theme. Mm-hmm. It, it it was quite long. It, I mean, it is a, a movie, like a made-for-TV movie, coming to Nick Nickelodeon. Um, mm, I believe so. And they showed a lot. They did. There was a lot of imagery. And at the same there. time, like, n- yeah, tons of imagery, no dialogue. No dialogue. Not, not one. Very, very strange. Like, I mean, if you weren't really looking at it, you couldn't really figure out, like, what was going on or even that this was new. Oh, I, I Which actually, I guess is good because it means that it's, like, you know, still yeah, retaining still the same the, uh, aesthetic and everything. How long has everything. it been since Invader Zim? Quite a long time. It's been since before I met you. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought this was so weird pull for 2018. <laughs> but there you go. Um, was there any information? I don't. I because if I you know, I'll pull it up. Is there any information on when? Um, if there is, I am unaware of it. Uh, sneak peek upcoming Invader Zim. Do 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 do. Nope. I do not see any information on as to when. So if we get any more information, we will pass it along to you. Uh, <laughs> all right. So when I woke up this morning, I definitely did not think I would ever see 
the video that I watched featuring Don Cheadle today. <laughs> okay. Don Cheadle. I didn't get to watch the video. I really wanted to. Okay. Well, I couldn't get the video to load at work. Okay. So apparently Don Cheadle is doing the voice for Donald Duck on DuckTales. Now, when you read that headline, you think, <laughs> wait a second, Donald Duck's been on DuckTales this whole time. Okay. Like, no, no. <laughs> oh, I say nay, nay. Please explain. So what ends up happening is the group of them are on a boat, and Donald is, like, saying his things in his Donald Duck voice, and then one of them looks and goes, did you get any of that? And then all of, you know, here we do, like, no, like, we get, like, every third word, and Donald is getting more and more irritated. And getting more excited. And then one of them, the scientist of the group, pulls this thing that looks like a giant pill out of his pocket. And he says something. He says what it is. Then grabs Donald by the, the, the shoulders. Puts it in his mouth. And then, you know how like you would, like if you put a, a, a pill in a dog's mouth, that you rub the neck yeah. so that it goes down. He does that. And then he lets Donald go. And he does that you know, that irritated noise that he makes. And then all of a sudden it starts to clear up and it's the voice of Don Cheadle. And he stops and he goes, rubber baby, rubber baby, bunky bumpers, rubber baby, bunky bumpers. I've never been able to say that. (laughs) (laughs) And then he does this epic speech about how they have to go save Scrooge in the voice of Don Cheadle. Uh, There's also an interview with Don, I saw. I did get to see okay. the interview. That was amazing. <laughs> you know, he he ate duck for a month because he wanted to be coming out of his pores. <laughs> he didn't wear pants. <laughs> he wore shoes, of course, but no pants. <laughs> it just looks and a sailor outfit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, I'm of two minds of this trailer because it was really cool to see Don Cheadle having fun and and, and playing the part. It was really weird to hear Donald Duck speak eloquently. <laughs> like intelligibly. <laughs> like he, like the first thing that came out of his mouth was like this inspirational, let's go get him speech. And I was like, that's just weird. <laughs> so there you go. Don Cheadle is now in the cast of DuckTales. Uh, it's, it's, that show just continues to be awesome. Like I still haven't really seen very much of it, but it's just awesome. I, I am I'm waiting I how many does, does do we have any idea how many episodes are in the first season cuz I'm waiting for the first season to be over so that I can well, binge them. Uh, the oh, first season, it I says it in there over. somewhere that it's it's in August is the finale and and this is part of it. Okay. Okay. So, when that rolls around, I will be binge watching the shit out of DuckTales. Um, speaking of binge-worthy television, uh, this coming from Anime Network, uh, no, wait, AnimeNewsNetwork.com. Um, so Voltron is going to end this year? And yes, then they said with the season la- the next eight? Season, yeah, the next season is the last season. Okay, so they said with season eight, and I was like, wait, that seems way more than I remember. And then they actually, I thought that the fourth You got fifth? me up to six, and uh, seven just showed up on Netflix recently. Okay. But they were sh- much shorter. Five, five six yeah, were like much whole- shorter. I thought it was like a split season. 
right? Six episodes for the fourth season. Yeah, six the, episodes for the, the fifth last... season. And the seven episodes. So, like, they're four, six, and seven episode seasons. That's kind of... Eh? Yeah, they're, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Followed by but the seven episodes. The show is of unbelievably great quality, so... Okay. I mean, the first season was long, right? 11, 11, 11 episodes and 13 episodes for a second season, and then it dropped down to seven from then on seven or less so yes um the eighth season will have 13 episodes again right yes 13 episodes? The, the, okay. the final season is going to have the uh is going to have the full run of episodes what is interesting about this um all right so one of the main characters of the show the Dude who rides the the black lion, mm-hmm. um, Shiro, in this final season, you're going to learn um, a bunch about his past uh, back on Earth, and one of the things that we are we are going to be seeing on the show is his significant other, who is a dude. Mm. So cool. um, there's apparently there is a huge LGBTQ. Uh, audience for Voltron, <laughs> like <laughs> really? huge, which I was unaware of until today. Um, yeah, uh, I mean Prince Lotor is gorgeous, but uh, yeah, the true. um, they, they had everybody had been hoping that one of the characters would turn out to be uh, a homosexual, and that you know the show doesn't obviously delve into that stuff too much. There's a few love interests here and there. Um, and they did do a really cool thing where, you know, they they've reinvented you know, Princess Laura's characters. They reinvented uh, Witch Hagar, so they did a lot of uh, heck. Uh, Pidge in this series is uh, female, mm-hmm. so it's they they've they've done a lot of really cool progressive stuff. And when I read that Shiro, when I read that Shiro is going to be gay or has been gay this whole time, I was like, yeah, that adds up. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> it's like, it, and and that's what that's what makes me super happy because again, I rewatched uh, Legend of Korra, which was the what this team did before this show, and I feel like the um, uh, Korra runs off with uh, uh, character Asami at the end of that show, and they mm-hmm. imply that the two of them got together, and I didn't think that that was earned in the least because uh, uh. there there just was almost nothing leading up to that. I just I didn't buy it for an instant. This though, I'm like, yeah, no, that makes sense. That 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 adds up. So good on him. What I just like what the math just got put together for me because it says the seventh season will premiere on august 10th and then the eighth season will show up before the end of this year so that's 26 episodes in august september october yeah those short uh, those short seasons were two in a year they were basically like seasons with a break but they just called them separate seasons right but like but we're getting 26 it was were there any other episodes this year uh yeah, the current season just came out popped up a few weeks ago. Really? Like they're pumping these out. Yeah. On March so the sixth and fifth season on March second. Wow. So fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth seasons all in one year. That's a lot. Good. I I don't think you're doing that. It says right. the sixth ep- the six episode fifth season on March second, and the seven episode season on June fifteenth. The seven episode sixth season on June fifteenth. So that's 
season five and season six this year so far. Because the fourth season was in was back in October. I'm just the uh, fourth uh, was back in October. Fifth was in March. Sixth, sixth was on. Oh, and you're saying June. there's going to be an eighth season? Is that what you're telling me? So I thought it was ending with season seven. No, Legendary Defender animated series to end this year with season eight. With season eight, I'm reading that correctly. Like that's the title of the article. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was reading it wrong because I was just telling Karen before the show. I don't know where they go from here. Um, but all right, the series will end the, with its eighth season. It. The season will have 13 episodes and it will pre- premiere before the end of the year. Yeah. All right. There you go. So cool, seventh man. season hasn't come out yet. That is correct. All right. <laughs> Weird. So you get two more seasons this year. Yay. Yay, like Voltron. 26 full episodes. All right. Next up, another trailer from Netflix. Uh, Disenchantment. Oh, the Mac Raining thing. Yeah. This looks amazing. Really? I really like this. Okay. What I, did you not like? I just, I, I don't know. I guess it's. I just, I don't know. I, I just felt it was like Simpsons rehashing. That's just me. <laughs> I, I, it, There's I, definitely a lot of uh, impalement and castles in The Simpsons. Um, I'm talking about jokes and whatnot. <laughs> like, I, I, not necessarily visually, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> What was weird to me was seeing that Groening art style, which, like, I th- I feel like, oh, I've been a fan of that for a long time, and then I realized, like, even before The Simpsons, my parents had the Matt Groening, like, art mm-hmm. and comic books in our house. So, like, I really have been seeing that style for a long, long, long time in my life. Mm-hmm. And to see it, but have it com- be a completely different kind of story and I feel like even a different sense of humor. There was definitely some of that Simpsons-esque type of humor in it. But there was also like, I don't know, it seemed more like like the most positive Matt Groening story I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was getting more Futurama vibes than Simpsons, to be honest. But I and, and not in a bad way. I, I was really happy with this. I think it looks great. Okay. All right. There we go. Look at the wow. We're all sorts of disagreeing this week, Chris. I don't know beginning of the end hey karen yes deadline apparently tells us that god has been cast oh my god this is the best news this is the best best news uh francis mcdormand mcdormand yes yes joins amazon's good omens as god <laughs> yep <laughs> so there you go i could not I, c- I couldn't have chosen better um and uh if you read the article if you're familiar with the story she's not actually playing god she's playing the metatron which is the voice of god as the book says it is sort of like a presidential spokesperson mm-hmm. um but uh just excellent excellent choice uh i guess at the good omens panel at comic-con we got a little taste of it because she, uh, they had a recording of her voice where Neil Gaiman claimed he was about to show some footage from the show, mm-hmm. and then the uh, then a recording of her came on saying, you know, don't show the footage; it's not ready yet, and you can't argue with the voice of God. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's just a cute little gag. The, the, there's a, a little inside look as well embedded in this in yeah. this article, and that that was a lot of fun as well. This lo- looks like it's I on a very that good was path. More. 
Looks like they're doing a good job with this, which is... I also love the teaser poster. Yeah, the end is nigh. It's perfect. <laughs> the, the car that is perfect, because the, the car plays a big part in the story, and it's just the perfect car. I'm so happy about everything that we've learned about this show this weekend, even though we didn't learn a whole lot about it. Yeah, we, we did most learn of, that it's still not here. Most of what was talked here. about, we already know. Still not here, and it's not coming till next year, so... And it's going to be very good, according to everyone who's ever been involved with it. That's true. Yes, everybody has very high praise for it. All right, finally, up from TVLine.com, Supergirl casts TV's first transgender superhero for season four. First transgender superhero for season four. So, uh, yeah. I feel like I didn't. I now it's a transgender activist. So she's a transgender activist. Is she actually transgender? I thought that was the implication, I've, but I will admit to not having read this article super closely. Okay, so the transgender activist, right? Because hmm. I that was I. Comic Con. I I think that means that is yes. she an activist for transgender rights or is she a transgender activist? Ooh. I think it's, th- I think both. Sure. I think she is trans. Okay. Is she, I think she's and the trans character and that she is that playing is, as I as I'm reading this, is also transgender. Yes. Okay. Uh, Nia, wow, Nia Nal, aka Dreamer. Never heard of that one. That's new one to me. No, I believe from my internet brief internet conversations today, it is someone related to the Legion of Superheroes, okay. which I do not give a crap about in the least. Okay, um, and a couple other characters have been cast, and they have descriptions. Hardline career military woman Colonel Haley lives and dies by her orders, so on and so forth. Um, Manchester Black is also a guy who's showing up in the in the show. Um, so yeah, they're, they're taking it up a notch over at Supergirl. Yep. None of these announcements uh, for, for like characters showing up, like wowed me, but I'm glad that they're still paying attention and they're still doing more as opposed to just, you know, sitting back on their laurels kind of thing. Laurels. Laurel. They do fall back on their laurels an awful lot. <laughs> I, I found it, um. I don't know. I, f- I guess I found it interesting that like the new character, she's like she's coming into Catco. She's gonna be uh, like that's her introduction into their world. Mm-hmm. But she's also gonna be a superhero. And uh, I don't know after this past year of uh, of rain Ugh. and having you know a, a, a new. I thought a, we were gonna talk about James. No, <laughs> no, nobody wants to talk about James. <laughs> No, just having another another female character who like out of nowhere becomes something that something super that they weren't before. Mm-hmm. I want to say that I don't want to say like oh they they've already done this, but uh, I want to see what they're gonna do that's so different from what they did the last year. Aside from Rain was a villain, and this person sounds like they're gonna be a superhero. So well, I guess we'll see. Well, I wish they would just like figure out. Because, like, they brought James in to run Catco, and then, you know, he was boring and he didn't have enough to do. So now they're going to, so they turned him into a superhero. Now they're bringing this person in, and she's going to run Catco. 
but she's also going to turn into a superhero. Hmm. Yeah, I wish they'd just pick a cast and stick with it. <laughs> yeah, that might be more beneficial for them. Uh, we shall see. I mean, I still like the show and everything, and just a uh, little apprehensive. Oh. All right. Well, that's a, that's all we got for the news. I want to put out a special note. I should have talked about this during the 60-second summary, which we skipped this week. But in this um, article that we were just discussing, there's, you know, today's hottest stories. And one of them was Nathan Fillion Talks Rookie versus Castle, which reminded me about the 15-minute fan film where Nathan Fillion plays Nathan Drake. Um, everybody should see this. We should make this a thing, whether it be on Netflix. I don't care. I want to see a full movie. Or at least maybe a television. Oh, serialized television show? That would be great. <gasps> I'd watch it. Oh my Did you God. happen to see the uh, the exchange between him and Zach Levi on Twitter about this? No. Zach Levi basically challenged him to a fight over the role of Nathan Drake. <laughs> He's like, listen, man, the film was great. You did a great job. I loved everything about it. But I will fight you in a bare knuckle fight (laughs) over who gets to play Nathan Drake. And I mean, another special shout out, you know, we'll talk trailers like I. uh, I was I wanted to know what you thought of this trailer. I enjoyed it because it was happy and it was fun and it was. I think it looks wonderful. It it could go horribly, horribly wrong. But I have where I am speaking of the Shazam trailer. Um, Shazam is my. It just looks like they got the spirit right right and it looks like it's the same spirit that was in green lantern but it shouldn't have been in green lantern that was the problem (laughs) so (laughs) all right (laughs) like do you you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah i I, I guess i get it i I get what you're saying (laughs) it is uh this, I mean, this is intended to be goofy. Like, right. I mean, obviously there's a, a layer of seriousness to it, but it's also, you know, when they said they're doing a Shazam movie, I'm like, in the DCEU, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> and then they cast Zach Levi, and I'm like, oh, okay. That's that's the right personality to play a little kid in a giant man's body. <laughs> um, and then this trailer just, I think the trailer just knocked it out of the park. And not for nothing, I enjoyed the Aquaman one, too. But I'm a big I, Aquaman fan. I did and enjoy the Aquaman one, too. So it seems that... That I one mean, I'm more cautiously optimistic about than Shazam, which I'm just mostly cautious, optimistic. And Aquaman, I'm like, all right, all right, you it, may have learned something. Yeah, that's the thing. It looks like they're... And, and, I know, and I hope it's not just the trailers. It looks like they're trying to learn from their mistakes with the levity and putting it in the right places kind of thing. Like, not the awkward yeah. joke from Batman, but, yeah. you know. You, you know what You know what a property needs this kind of treatment is Superman. I, I, what do you mean? Just saying. I don't, Superman I, is, you know, a, a killing blue. machine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's a giant murder machine. <laughs> Superman is a giant blue murder machine. Sort of like a great white. All right. That's it. We're done. Chris, you got your spiel ready? I do. 
Come on, you got this. You can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can the good people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where on the internets are you found? Geekade underscore Evan. Excellent. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on Geekade.com where we post something new. As often as we can. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's my turn, right? I get yes, confused. Indeed. Okay, so um, going through all the San Diego Comic-Con stuff and seeing things and hearing announcements for other people that are being at shows, I realized I had never watched this CW property. Um, we're going to watch Black Lightning, season one, episode one, because I haven't watched it at all, and I'm curious. So I apologize in advance if it's horrible. I don't know. All right. So Black Lightning Season 1, Episode 1, The Resurrection. That's your homework for next week. (sighs) It's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I'm slowly dying. (laughs) Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.